live. Hang on a second. What? Up? Oh, we are we are live. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this epic episode of Pendergast Podcast. What an honor it is today to have our first BSB writer, Jake Marsh. Welcome to the podcast. Man, again, what an honor it is to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, man, no worries, man. It's a, man, listen, it's been a dream of mine to uh, to reach out and talk to all, all the riders across the world, too, right? And as everybody already knows, BSB is one of my favorite race organizations and what a track Codwell Park is. But you know what? We're not here about Codwell Park. We're here for Jake Mars. So, Jake, to all the Americans out here, introduce yourself, how you got into motorcycles, and what class you race in right now. All right, so I'm Jake Marsh. Um, I race in BSB in the GP2 class, which runs alongside the Supersport race, Supersport 600s. Um, I've only been racing three years. This is like my fourth year now. Um, started on little mini pit bikes, which a lot of people do. And I quickly moved up through the ranks, really. I stepped up onto a Ninja 300 for a year. Um well, half a year, and then I moved on to a Ninja 400. That was quite good fun. Um, racing in the Team Green Junior Cup at Bemsey. I did okay. I had a lot of crashes, but, you know, it's usual, learning new bikes. Um, yeah, we, we've quickly stepped up through 600s after that, and we are where we are now. That's mad. What? Well, listen, dude, Jake, you know, coming up, starting late, and to where you are in BSB, man, it's... Uh... It's magical, right? Because you, you don't hear that very more uh, anymore. Hardly, <clears throat> a lot of the riders start obviously at, at a really young age, and and then uh, yeah, they get to where they are. But you, my friend, are special, right? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So, <clears throat> what really got you into motorcycles? Like when you was younger, from my understanding, you really weren't too keen on them a lot, right? So what? 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 Yeah. One day you woke up and you was just like, boom, that's it. This, this is what I want. So, explain that to me. Yeah, so basically all my life, I think from about four, my dad got me a quad, a little Suzuki quad, um, and I enjoyed that a little bit. Um, and then after that, we just kind of moved on to little motocross bikes, like a PW50 and then a Sierra 50. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of, I kind of just lost interest throughout growing up through motocrossing and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I just left it for a while and one day we got a a supermoto pit bike and i started doing loads of track days on that and just practicing on it i was quite enjoying it and then i lost interest again and then about two years to a year later my dad decided that he wanted to start racing them so i said oh i'll come have a go again and then since then i kind of just I've, something's clicked in me and yeah i kind of just got on with it the beast has woken up, right? That that yeah. inner love was just like boom. This is it. Yeah, it's it's nothing like it, man. I I tell everybody, you know, it's it's a uh, love for motorcycles, man. It's not for everybody, right? Um, but man, when it grabs a hold of you, it's uh, there's there's nothing like in the world. There there's no. I, it's it's hard to explain to somebody that's not has the same passion as we do. Yeah. When you throw on that motorcycle helmet, you hit that start button clicking in first gear whether it's reverse shift standard shift whatever your preference and, and you take off all your worries everything it just it goes away that's it it's just you in this awesome machine and this feeling that 
you can't replicate. Like I've tried to replicate it. I don't know if you've ever been skydiving. So I was like, you know what? Let me try that. Now it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Skydiving was really good, but there's nothing that replicates that feeling of throwing the leg over that motorcycle, man, hitting that start button and just, uh, yep. man, it's, it's, yeah. So <clears throat> tell us a little bit about your season so far in, in the GP2 class. Um, so it's been a bit of a tough year, I'd say, at least. Um, well, it's my first year in BSB. I did do a, a wild card last year previously on the stock 600. Um, that was all right. We did we did okay. Um, but that was my first real taste. So then we decided, oh, yeah, we'll take the jump this year. And we took a bite of the bullet and I've picked a Triumph 765 to develop. So trying to develop a new bike in probably one of the toughest classes in the country for 600s. Um, yeah, it's been tough. I've had um, a lot of times where I've not qualified because I haven't had the pace. We haven't had the setup. We haven't learned enough. Um, and then we've had a few crashes due to problems. And yeah, we've got through all that now the past few rounds we've been finishing races we've been qualifying and we've not been finishing last so that's the main thing we've just we've just got on with it and we're working hard we're learning it all and yeah the team's working well now so good man everything that's else works well <clears throat> what an awesome right it's it's uh you know first starting out man those are the things you go through right uh, learning growing up having a team and everybody working together and learning man you're you gonna have those mishaps but uh yeah so it, explain to people what a gp2 bike is compared to a a super sport bike because a lot of americans don't know the difference in that class uh so a gp2 compared to a super sport a super sport bike you can tune the engine all you like you get your obvious upgrades like your exhaust your electronics and all the fancy bits um but the only thing you can't change is things like swing arms frames um and adjustable headstocks and stuff like that whereas on a gp2 bike you have to keep stock engine you're allowed only certain electronics and you can't you just can't do anything really except from changing the frame and the geometry of the bike to make it handle better which obviously makes it bike more stable, more extra grip, which means we have to use different tires as well compared to the super sport bikes, um, softer compounds. It's just, it's a big difference to have a stock engine against a super sport engine, say 100, 132 horsepower we're allowed compared to 150 or 148, something like that. It's a, it's a big difference, but we still got on with it. We qualify, so... The GP2s are decent bikes, to say the least. Yeah, I love the idea of the class, you know, having different chassis. So what made you choose the chassis you chose? Like, can you guys pick any chassis you want and run with it? How does that work? Well, there are plenty of different chassis. Like, you've got you've got the Calex Moto 2, um, which I think there's one of them on the grid, but it's an older one. So the ones that run the CBR 600 engines or whatever, um, and then people make their own chassis. We've just run a stock bike pretty much this year. We haven't changed the frame. We haven't changed the swing arm, nothing on it. It is all stock, just with some GP2 fairings, pretty much. Um, but we've tried adjustable parts on the bike, but nothing seems to work quite yet until maybe next year where it's, they've had a year of testing and that now. Then they can make something better. 
but we've tried different uh, linkages for the rear suspension um, and that. We had one on, but it doesn't give you enough clearance to make the bike shorter. So it's just really long and hard to turn. So we put the stock one back on. So everything on the bike is just stock. But man, that's, I mean, competing against guys with, with a lot of work done to their bikes, man. Yeah, you're doing a proper mega job for sure. Yeah. yeah. But listen, that's amazing, man. Uh, amazing. We, we, we got a couple comments coming in. So Julie Wright, what's going on, Julie? Uh, Julie, I met her in BSB. Uh, was it a Thursday with my buddy Paul introduced me? Uh, she's known as the queen of BSB. Well, Cadwell Park, she's there all the time with her husband, yeah. Sam. Um, yeah, the, the proper people. Uh, what an honor it was to meet them. And then we got uh, Jane. Jane on here. Do you see these comments? Yeah, I can see these comments at the side okay. of the screen. Okay, good, good. I, I just, I just yeah. want to make sure. Um and then at the Facebook user, I'm trying to figure out who that is. Um, if you can actually type your name, because it, it's showing a blank right here. And then Mark, obviously. Good lad, Jake Marsh. Yes, yes. So uh, explain to me or tell us about your team. Like, who is on your team? Your dad, your best friend, you got an uncle. Who helps Jake Marsh during the race weekends? Prepare yeah, the bike, so tire warmers, all that good stuff. Yeah, so we've got um – so we've had a few different changes every now and then because a lot of the team can't make it and then we have different people that can make it. Um, so we've got Jim who's helped me out a lot. He's helped me. Uh, he just helps every round, does tyre warmers, everything, just rebuilding bike, uh, every little check, all the lot. Um, we've got my dad. He does the exact same, checks absolutely everything, makes sure everything's perfect. Uh just always on it um yeah the california superbike school sometimes they come and help me out with the team as well sometimes and they help me out a lot with uh, my riding and stuff as well big shout out um, to california superbike school in the uk proper job guys absolutely yeah and obviously we have my teammate jack he helps me a lot he's been racing a lot longer than me so he he knows a lot more about racing so he's helped me Every now and then he tells me all different lines to take, all gears and everything. So we kind of help each other a little bit every now and then. Um, then he's got his his team members. They they sometimes help me as well. They're great. you got Jimmy and Reese, awesome guys, great laugh. Um, and, yeah, that's really the team. We've got, we've got more riders at different levels as well, part of the team. But, um, yeah. That's proper stuff, man. Yeah, it's, it's great to have family and, and friends pitch in and help you uh, achieve your passion and, and your main goals, right? And they put everything aside and give you 110%, man. That's uh, That speaks volumes of our sport in general, right? Um, yeah. You don't get that in a lot of the other sports. You do to a certain extent, but uh, our sport's the best. I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Everybody's watching already knows. Two-wheel racing is where it's at, right? So, Jake, dude, so tell me, why did you pick the GP bike over a super sport bike, a proper super sport? Is it a cheaper route, or is it about the same cost? Um, so the GP2 is it's a lot cheaper, really, as you don't have to tune the engine because – a lot of the time when you're tuning engines, you're having to refresh them um, as of getting a lot of wear. So say, for example, our bikes, we have to restrict the revs down um, and that that uh, just reduces the chance of wearing on the engine a lot. 
So we're not having to refresh it as much. We might still have to refresh the engine maybe once a year, twice a year anyway, uh, just to keep it top shape. But, um, but yeah, with the Super Sport engine, it's like quite a few, every few rounds, you probably want to be refreshing it just to make sure it's all tidy and working properly. Um, yeah, tyres, fuel, everything's about the same for the Super Sport bikes, everything. But other than that, yeah, it's just cheaper as in the engine route really right. yeah i yeah. mean it's it, 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 it's a lot of cost my guess would probably be to refresh one of those engines every whatever they do at three or four rounds where there's probably six to eight thousand dollars probably somewhere around there it's not cheap right um so yeah so so as far as tires you you get the same allocation as the 600 same compounds too correct uh well we in the gb2 we have an sex and an se zero rear tire um, which is like super soft, really. SEX you can probably only use for a qualifying session. It's it's that it dies that quick. SE zeros are pretty good. They probably last about a race. Um, but the super sports they have, I think, I'm not sure if they have SE ones and SE zeros or SC twos and SC zeros, which are slightly harder compound. They wet, they last a bit longer, but obviously they've got more power coming onto the back wheel anyway. Right. And, and obviously they, they they give you different feel, right? So it's it's a it's a judgment on, on what you want to do for for the race, right? You want longevity, not as fast lap times, or super fast lap times out the gate, and and just try to maintain and keep the tire cool and, and as grippy as you can throughout the distance of the race. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's the game. So listen, man, it was my first time uh, coming to Codwell Park. What an honor it was to meet everybody. I mean, I could sit here for a whole other podcast thanking everybody. Everybody knows who they are. What an honor it was to meet every single one of you guys. And, uh, you know, we I said this earlier when we had the phone conversation, man, I would – Cadwell is one of my favorite tracks in the world. Uh, the whole – everything about it, the uniqueness, how it started, the farmhouse with the, you know, the dad and his two sons and, you know, selling it and they paving it and proper making it a racetrack. Uh Tell us the feeling of what it's like actually coming up to the mountain jump. Like, how do you prepare yourself? Uh, hold up. I'm, I'm going to step it back real quick. Tell us the first time you approached the mountain course, right? For, for that jump. What was that feeling like for the very first time? Left, right, here it is, right? So tell us about that. Well, first time was probably on a, a Ninja 300. Uh, so not a lot of power, but... But yeah, after watching a lot of YouTube videos and races just all over Cowboy Park, coming into it, you just like, you just take a breath and just pin that gas, really, and just up you go, front wheel in the air. I couldn't imagine, right? And then, and then from there, you know, the the back section after that, the woods area, uh, uh, you know, all the S's left, right, left, right. Man, the track. People don't realize how how narrow it actually is and how close. I mean, the walls are. You don't want to wreck there. Um, they're it's really close, uh, and tight. Going through that back section, I can imagine too. Uh, makes you feel like maybe you're more of on a TT course not a proper race course, right? Just because yeah. how it just narrows down and you just got trees and tire walls and you got, we're literally like, I'm probably, if I was the guest, it, closing my eyes, re-going back to it, coming out, doing, 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 right before that final right-hand corner, there's a couple sections you can stand and we're probably maybe 10 feet, 
maybe a little bit closer to you guys coming through there and you just feel that energy and that raw power and just, oh man, there's nothing like it in the world. So going through that back section is just as fun as a jump on the mountain, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that, you know, you're like, I don't want to mess up here, but I'm, I'm pinning the gas, just like what you said. I'm, I get the most out of it. And then from there you go and uh, you hit the last, which is the right-hand corner, right where the guardrail is. And then it comes down through the straightaway and to the left and the right. And, and it, the track fairly opens up from there. It's a great yeah. spectator uh, sport. Uh, the track is. But I've been a lot of racetracks, and I've told you this. And But nothing, not Laguna Seca, not Coda, not Indy, not VIR, not, none of them even come close to Cadwell Park. I mean, it's I, – I just can't put into words how mega this place is and the vibes yeah. and the energy and – all the love that that you know i got showing up there and it was uh yeah it was proper but uh, enough about that so jake how do you go seeking out since, since you're fairly new to the sport correct and you really just started seriously taking this you know 100 serious and want to be yeah yeah that champ which i already know you can and everybody that's commenting right now and everybody that's in your corner they can believe you they believe in you just as much as we do and, and you do in yourself. Right. So you, you're going to do this, yeah. but how does Jake starting out, go out and seek sponsorships? That's a question I ask a lot because to me, um, like when I think about going out seeking sponsorships for this podcast, it's like, it's hard for my brain to work that way. If, if, if that makes sense. Right. Um, because I'm not used to thinking of it as that way. So how does Jake go about, seeking sponsorship that you have well the sponsors we've got we felt lucky with i think um a lot of thanks to the super white school once again they've helped us out get a lot of our sponsors um helping out with the team and everything and obviously supporting me as well themselves um but yeah it's just a lot of long hours just forwarding emails, contacting local companies. Um, and, yeah, just make sure you're on your A-game on social media, really, uh, which, I mean, I do struggle with a little bit. But every, as le at least when I'm posting, I'm tagging everyone and I'm getting my name out there. Um, but, yeah, you just you just got to have a bit of persona personality to yourself and, um, and just make sure you're nice to everyone, really. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I guess Jake, in my mind, when I'm trying to go seek out spot, I haven't done it yet. It's something me, me and Jules need to do, but it's like, what, what can I give back to somebody giving me money? Right. Other than uh shout outs on the podcast or bringing the whole team on the podcast. Right. Uh, let's just say if, if the team was like, Hey, you know, we want to run your logo, blah, blah, blah. I don't want any money. I just want like a free ticket to come show up in the racing house with you guys in the pit. Right. But what I can offer is I'll have the whole crew, all the mechanics, the moms, the wives, the grandmas, let's go bring them on the podcast. Right. Let's, let's, it, man, it's a uh, bank of dad, Peter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Peter again, dude, everybody big shout out to Peter Marsh, Jake's dad. Um, what a wonderful human being he is. Um, and obviously at the end of the show, Jake's going to put all his, you know, podcast stuff in. I mean, his, his social media, but do me a favor right now. Go on there as this podcast is going on. Look up Jake Marsh, all social media platforms. You'll see him. Number 45, which brings me to that. What chose the number four or five? Wow. Um, so 
I used to run number 35 on the little pit bikes as Cal Crutchlow was like my idol. Um, of course, because he's Brit in the in the main championship of the world. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, 35 was what I started off with. And then when I went to move up, it's actually quite funny. My teammate, who's on my team now, uh, Zach Weston, he actually did his ACU like his race license before me, but he signed up with the number 35. So I went to choose my number and he'd already taken it. So basically I had to choose a different number and I thought of another British rider, Scott Redding, or I, I knew it. as my I dad knew it. used to, used to run that number as well. So, so yeah, it just came from that. I lost my number to my teammate and, and there you go. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't, Another story your dad never told me when I when I had to talk to him, which again, your dad at Peter is what an amazing person. He didn't tell me that, but uh I, I just had this feeling when I seen it, I was like, he's gotta be a Scott Redding fan, right? In some way, some form, gotta be a Scott Redding. So yeah, man, Scott Redding, you know, we don't know what his future holds for him. Uh and, and World Superbike, obviously he's gonna stay. I don't we just don't know if he's gonna be with BMW or not, but we'll see. Um, yeah, dude. The Marsh family works tirelessly to help Jake in his dream. Yeah, absolutely, as they should. You know, what a wonderful family. It's what I'm saying. It's it's our motorcycle community and our families. When when they put their, I say 110 percent in, I mean they're all in, and that's what it's it's. When I was growing up over here in America, that's what my mommy say. It takes a village to raise one kid. Right. It's the same thing in road racing. It takes a village to raise one road racer, and that's a fact. Same principle, same everything, right? I mean, you're not changing diapers, you're changing tires, right? Yeah. You're 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 not feeding them, you're putting gas in, in the tank, which is feeding the feeding it, right? So it's it's the same thing, right? It's just a a, a proper machine and and not a human, but to us, they're I don't know, all in all together, right? I mean, let's just be honest, there is it's nothing like it. So okay, man, well, you know, we talked about your your how you started in your career. Let's look. Let's go into Jake Marsh uh, away from the racetrack, leather suit, helmets, boots, and gloves up, all that good stuff, right? What does Jake do on his downtime? What is your favorite thing to do on your downtime? Let, let me let me ask you this: PlayStation or Xbox? We'll, we'll start off with that. Well, it's got to be uh, PlayStation for me. PlayStation, yeah, me too. So you you got a PS4, or PS5? I uh, got the PS5. Nice, me too. So listen, dude, when we get off here, we're going to have to uh, exchange gamer tags when we get on there and yeah. play. 110%. So what's your favorite game to play? Um, Well, it's got to be Ride. Ride 4 or Ride 5, which is out now. That's an awesome one. I haven't there. gotten Ride 5. Is it is, is it different than Ride 4? It's pretty It's pretty tough to get used to, but it's, it's really good. Good. It's good. Really I'm going to have to get it. So... Uh, what is your favorite cheat food, Jake, away from racing? You're like, man, I accomplished this. I did this. You know, I'm, I'm going to eat my favorite, most calorie fattening, not fish and chips, just your favorite meal. What's what's that? What's your cheat meal? See, I don't actually think I have one. I don't I don't think there is one I could pick. I mean, obviously, okay. you've got your standard McDonald's probably. That's probably what I'll have to be. Okay. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. McDonald's, hey, it, it, absolutely. There ain't nothing wrong with that at all. So, what else did what else do you like to do on your downtime? Uh, Netflix, Netflix, and chill, right? Like like everybody else, watch movies. Um, what's your favorite movie? What, what um, movie. 
your all-time favorite movie. And on top of that, Jake, who would play you as your favorite character in that movie? Oh, um, yeah. I'm trying to think now. That's put me on the spot. I don't really know. I don't really. I haven't watched the films in a while, but probably Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. Um, that's, that's a pretty good film. Uh, it's got great music in it as well. It does. And uh, so for a character in there, for me to play or. For them to be you as a character in that movie. Who would play you? Famous person would play Jake Marsh in Guardian of the Galaxy, whether you was Groot, what whether you, you was whoever. Who would play you in that movie? What character would you be? Oh, I'd be Star Lord, main character. And who would play Jake Marsh as Star Lord? Um God knows. <laughs> I've no clue. Well, who's your favorite actor? Um Mine's Keanu Reeves. I'm a huge fan of Keanu Reeves. So I quite like is it Ryan Reynolds? Ryan, yes. Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool, right? Yeah, he's fun. He's played in a lot of good movies. Ryan Reynolds has. I'm, I'm not sure who this uh th this question or, or this statement's coming from Facebook user. I, I don't see your name. So if you can do us a favor and type it in so we can give you a shout out 110%. So, okay, so movies, food. What's your favorite food, then? Do you like Italian, Indian, Thai? Oh, I quite like a Mexican Mexican food. I quite like my spicy food, I do. Oh, yes, me too. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I'm a spice uh, guy. Do you, so do you ever uh, – have you heard of uh, uh, the hot ones on YouTube? Yeah. Okay, so that's – listen, I, I buy that last dab hot sauce. Mm. Have you tried it? No. Oh, it's good. Listen, it's it's spicy, Jake. I'm not gonna lie. Like you're gonna try, you're gonna be like, it, it's hot, right? It's proper hot. But put it on some good fish, you you in some vinegar. It's yeah, but uh, man, it's got really good flavor. But uh, mm. I haven't had the bomb yet because I already know that's uh, you watch everybody that eats it. It's it's pain, right? That's all that yeah. is, just pure pain. I like I like really hot hot stuff. I got to be in the mood for it, one, right? Other than that, I take, let's say normally when I go to a restaurant, four out of five spice, it's it's either three or four. If I'm feeling really froggy, I do five. But just a quick story on Indian food. I love Indian food, Thai food. Thai food's probably my favorite and Greek. So I go to this Indian restaurant and I'm all like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to get the hottest stuff they have. So the guy comes up, you know, tiki masala spice level i said the hottest you got make it as hot as you can make it he's like are you sure i'm like yeah jake i sit down non bread i get about five bites in this stuff and all of a sudden i was like wait a minute something is not right here like and then it was like instant my whole body it's like somebody poured gasoline on me it's lit me on fire pulled my tongue out hit it with an ice pick poured gasoline on that and lit that on fire it was uh yeah, it was a huge mistake on my part. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And the guy, the Indian guy's looking at him, he's watching me, he's laughing, right? Because I look at him as sweat and snots just pouring off of me. And the guy's over there laughing at me. And I'm trying to laugh too, but I'm in so much pain. It's hard. I'm crying, laughing at the same time myself. My mom and dad are just like, what is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why do you like to punish yourself? It's, but man, when you really like that spicy food, you know, when you get that mm. right combination where it's, it's almost too hot but it's not too hot. It's like you get this euphora feeling almost mm -hmm. like you're not drunk, but just this like natural, really, really good sensation. Right. It's hard to explain. Um, yeah. It's uh, 
it's awesome, man. So your your favorite food is what now? Mexican? Mexican spice. Yeah. Mexican yeah, yeah. Spice. What's your favorite Mexican dish? Uh probably enchiladas. Enchiladas, nice, man. Mm. I like we love Mexican food. My wife especially loves Mexican food. She loves tacos. I do too. I like the uh out here in America, when I go, I get this uh they, they take a pineapple, I forget the name of it, and they cut it in half and they hollow out the pineapple and they cook the pineapple chunks with like chicken, chorizo, steak, or whatever you want, fill it with vegetables and cheese and all that. Good man, it's good. It's really good. Cause you get the heat and the sweetness of the pineapple. It's it's yeah. So do you like to cook, Jake? Um I'm not very good at cooking. No, not very good at cooking. No. That's listen, I, I watched my mom grow up. My mom cooked a lot, so I watched her, and then when I finally got married, and I guess I had to cook. I don't have to cook, but um, I'm the cook of the family. Man, I really enjoy cooking, and I didn't realize how much I learned by watching my mom cook. And it's a lot of fun, man. It really is to cook. Um, yeah, you you should learn to cook, man. When you get your proper girlfriend, you cook her a nice dish, dude. Yes, absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. So speaking of that, does Jake Marsh have a girlfriend? I don't know. Uh, you don't? No? no. Well, everybody listening, my man Jake is free, but you cannot interfere during the racing at all. So that can't happen. Absolutely not. But yes, my man is free. That's good stuff, man. So other than you know your favorite movie, your food, PlayStation, Xbox, what else does Jake like to do away from motorcycles? Mountain uh, well, bike riding. I've started hitting the gym and I'm really enjoying that at the minute. I do really like that. It's pretty fun. Um, I actually don't really do a lot, to be fair. That's pretty much it. You don't. So you don't. You don't got to ride mountain bikes, go for a walk, or anything like no. that. Fishing. You, my, you don't do any fishing. My whole life is just. I think I just love my motorbike. So if I'm off track, I just want to do something motorbike. So example, I play my games on my motorbikes, and yeah, it's just my favorite thing in the world. That me too, man. Me too. Absolutely. So what would be your, your favorite way to train then? Like supermoto, motocross? What would you be your preferred method of training? Uh so I do like my pit bikes, my supermoto. Um, it's just obviously it's a smaller way of riding on the tarmac and you practice a lot of your tarmac skills on them. So say like I can probably just grab a load of front brake into a corner and just try and hold it on my knee saving the front tuck or even flat tracking flat tracking is another good one um going around on the clay with the street tires on the little crf 100s learning how to slide in the back end and all of that is that's great fun um, uh, that's that's how i do that in winter probably all the time it's really good i i couldn't imagine uh locking up the front brake saving it on my knee and then learning how to slide the bike right yeah i mean i ride i do track days you know every once in a while but dude nothing compared to Jake, you would smoke me. Like, I wouldn't even line up. I'd be like, nah, I play on PS4 or PS5, but I already know. Like, on a little 50 or whatever, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I want to say I would race you. I would ride with you, but I would literally take off and watch you just keep going further and further and count the seconds in my helmet until Jake come back around. I'd be like, all right, that's one lap. <laughs> Let's see if I can just keep it at that, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, the feeling of exactly what, what you just said. E even on a little 110, people don't realize riding little bikes you learn so much from riding a little bike proper versus riding a big bike improper and trying to learn the proper way of riding it because you get so much feeling off a smaller bike right 
Um, And the feedback you get, you translate that into your 600 or your 400 or your 300 or whatever it is, whoever's riding. And at first, you know, a lot of people like, Oh, I I ride a 1000. I do this. I do that. I'm like, can you properly ride? Like, do you really know body position? Really know how to ride? Oh, I don't need to train on a one, two, five. That's too small. Right. And then, but once they get out there and they get on a one, two, five, then they realize they're like, I really don't know how to ride. Like this right here is amazing. Right. It's, it's like, like Jules, uh, my partner on the podcast, he just went out to Michael Carrera, SFL mini GP in Florida. Big shout out to them guys, Rick Glover, uh, his son, Juju, uh, uh, that races in, yeah, Juju's the man, man. Avery, uh, so Avery Dreher that just won the, won the 400 title. Congratulations to the lap slayer, Avery Dre. That's the nickname we got. I'm actually waiting on Jules. Listen, I know you're listening, Jules. I'm waiting on Jake's nickname. So, yeah, I, I need that. So, Jake, everybody gets, gets their own pin to gas nickname. Jules, yeah. is, he does it all the time. I've only done it once, and I didn't realize I did it, and he actually used that, which was pretty cool. So it's uh yeah yeah so uh you'll get your nickname in no time but yeah again Michael Career and FSO Mini so what they do Jake is you don't even know how to learn how to ride Jake so let's say you got a little kid right he's five six seven eight whatever basically you just you pick where the event's going to be at you show up they provide the boots the motorcycle the gloves the leathers everything. And they teach your kid or you how to ride. I mean, how awesome is that, right? Not only that, it's such a proven school, and the people are so fantastic. We we had a junior cup champion come out of that, Avery Dreher, like I just said, right? So that just show, and to me, he's it's the best program in the United States as far as mm-hmm. that goes. Um, they have electric bikes, one twenty fives, one hundreds, ovales. I mean, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. And then they have all different types of classes from the little kids to, you know, me and your dad's age, right? We're getting out there thinking we're still super fast, rubbing elbows, and here comes this nine-year-old on the outside. We're like, yeah, okay, right? Yeah. So uh, it's man, those guys are simply amazing. So as far as that goes, Jake, do you guys have anything like that out there in, in the UK as far as the up and coming kids? Absolutely nothing. So really. The only things where you find kids progressing is like the mini bikes. We've got fab, fab racing and British mini bikes. Um, yeah, there's not nothing like schools for the little kids or nothing really like that. But we've got California Superbike School in here, which have just been allowed thirteen-year-olds allowed on the big bike tracks, say on three hundreds and stuff like that, one two fives, two fifties, whatever. Um, that's probably the closest to a school in the UK. I mean. There's a few little uh, mini bike coaches and that popping up around. Um, but yeah, like there's not really anyone. A lot of kids move out to Spain because there's a lot yeah. more help in Spain out there. Well, of course. Like, even I had help from um, a guy called Fenton Seabright. He races in the World Super Sport 300 Championship. He helped me out like a lot because he, when he was younger, he came from Spain and he just trained all the time out there came over here, raced in British Championship. He won he won the KEM RC Cup uh, nice. straight away and did a, a bit of talent cup and then he'd gone straight into World Championship and he's up there. He's he's up the front. So he's he helped me out massively and he got me up to where I am today. That's probably the a lot of the coaching I've had. And then 
the Superbike School, of course. They've helped me. They get me in my riding style right. They teach me how to get throttle on, right times, braking, right times, everything, position, best lines, yeah, the lot. Yeah. It's yeah. just all so good. Yeah, that's great. So, so listen, this, this is an opportunity for uh, us, uh, uh, us here in America with, with FSL Mini GP and and maybe the California Superbike School of UK. Man, we all need to collab together and come up with a program for the UK younger kids, right? Where we can start them up on, you know, little 100s, KX65s, even TTR 50s. You know, depending on their age and it, whether whether it's an old parking lot somewhere, we got cones laid out and just you know, figure eights and just, just proper, you know, te teaching young kids, getting them in the sport. Cause you know, they're the future of our sport, just like you are. Right. So yeah, yeah. I see an opportunity that, that, that we need to take up. So I need to talk to somebody uh, at Superbike uh, UK. You guys need to reach out to me and I'll get Michael Carrarian on it and we'll uh, yeah, man, maybe we, you never know what, what, what might come of it. Right. Cause we need that. I think, I think everybody needs that because we all know that the Spanish and the Italians is, that's where most everybody comes from. It's so hard for people from Australia, where you are, especially us in America, right? Uh, for y'all, it's not so bad because you're a lot closer. For us, you know, we got to get the passport. We got to get major backing. You know, a lot of the kids, sometimes their parents stay at home and they go with, you know, one of their coaches or whoever it is, and they're out there all by themselves in a different side of the world, right? It's, it's, it's different to whereas if you had, you know, a proper setup, in your home country that you can physically go to. And they go to a lot of tracks, right? So they're based out of Florida. So they do all Florida tracks, of course, because the cost of, you know, going from, you know, state to state, but uh, yeah, um, it, it's, uh, I think it would help that I have to support a lot if we had more of that uh, organization for all the up, up and coming kids. And that guy you had said that they helped you out. What was his name again? Uh, Fenton C. Wright. Yeah, big shout out to him, man. What what a proper mate he is, right? I mean, yeah. look at you now. It's it's, ah, man. It's it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, we have a comment here. I'm not sure who put this up, but whoever did is thank you. Jake's progression yeah. in the last 18 months is. Uh, me and Jake was talking about this, so uh, people don't know this unless I get them on the podcast. But what I do is when I reach out, like I did to Jake. Let's set up a video chat. So it's basically what we're doing right now, but we're recording, right? So we sit down, we introduce each other, and it ends up being, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. And most of the time I should hit record, right? Because it's it's yeah. such a great time. But, uh, yeah, I, I learn a lot about our guests uh, when we do that. And I, I do that too, right? So it's 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 a partnership when we come on. It's not two strangers coming on the podcast. And uh, but yeah, I, I think that our sport would grow greatly if, if we did have more organizations like that um, around. Um, and then it says we already have a path for mini bikes. Jake R D Racing. Nice. Uh, I have have you heard of that? Um, Jake. Oh, sure Jake. Comments from. So. Yeah, I, I'm not sure neither. If who, whoever just commented that, if if you could please. Post your name so we uh, uh maybe mine and Nick West. Oh, I think oh uh, they're talking about right. So they're talking about the team. So uh, I I, that's what I that. thought. Okay, I okay. didn't want to say yes. Jake, um, yes. All right, yeah, I kind of got got a bit of brain dead for a minute. Um, so yeah, I mean we have our path with our team. We have riders in the British Mini Bike Championship at the minute. Uh, we've got Hudson, who I believe is leading the championship or winning the championship at the minute. Um, we have little Al Loco Racing, Luca, Luca Wilkinson. Um, he's 
test he's just testing and riding this year he's going pretty well uh he's getting used to bikes and i think he's just rode a 400 at snetterton the other day as well on it for the first time i think that was pretty good test he had it was slightly wet so it was a bit bit tough um so yeah as you can see they're only 13 12 13 and they're already they've already been on the mini bikes stuck there for multiple years and now we've brought them up onto bigger bikes um i think hudson he's just started riding a one two five in endurance championship in the little sprint races and then yeah we've got little zach he's come from pit bikes he's leading the championship at the minute as well on the team green junior cup which is also great and then yeah you've got me and jack kirsch in bsb as well so we have got a little bit of the path with the team and we are always spotting other riders and looking at other riders as well uh just to see where we can help out that so who does the scouting for is it you and your dad or well we have the whole team we have the whole team looking if they see people that they think are doing well and look like they like really have a passion and want to do better in their riding we just try and look for the best kids for that not necessarily someone with money but right. someone that might have the talent that just can't afford to get there but we just need the help and guidance to get there as well so they're not clueless when they move up either yeah. Yeah, that's and what you guys are doing for the sport is, is it's amazing. It really is. Um, it's it's, I, I, I see it as a, like wasted talent, right? Because you got so many kids and you watch them on these mini tracks and they're so fast, right? But they can't progress for, from the next level because of the cost. It's a huge cost jump going into, you know, just like you, six hundred super sport, right? Or even the four hundred class. Let's just be honest. Going to the four hundred class, even at BSB is. Uh, it's super expensive, right? So you're talking about mom and dad's second mortgages on the house and taking loans out, selling cars, sacrificing. It's there's so much that goes into it to uh, raise kids in, into this sport, and it's just so expensive. I just, I really would love to see a class that was just basically all stock motorcycle, right? Minus your your rear sets, your clip-ons. Of course, you got to have that to set it up, you know, to make you comfortable on the bike. Um, I mean, even as far as stock exhaust goes, man, I mean, just keep it as stock as you can do. Of course, suspension and tires, right, and brakes. Your very minimum necessities you need. And then, um, yeah, cut them loose, man, because then it's a proper, you know, cheap entry, don't cost so much money. The part, I mean, it's stock, right, so you're not going to have to rebuild the motor. You know, you run whatever Dunlop, uh, Pirelli, who, whoever Metzler, whoever sponsors the series. Um, so here in Moto America, I don't know how it is in BSB. I think uh, I work with Chris Lugard 2019. I, I want to say it was like $450 or $425 for a set of Dunlop slicks. Yeah. Um, I think it's about, we have to run Pirelli slicks, and I think it's around the four hundred pound. So that's about it's probably about around equal. the same price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This has got to go. Sorry, good luck at Alton, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So listen, you do have that coming up, and that's coming up this weekend. So yeah. how do you feel about going to Alton Park this weekend, Jake? Um, I'm pretty excited. It's one of my near the top tracks, so. Yeah, it's a pretty good track. We did a little test there the other the other day, um, and yeah, we did 
some decent times compared to the start of the year. At the start of the year, I had a little crash that a lot of my viewers probably have seen where I lost the rear end in the wet due to a quick shifter problem and the bike ended up on top of me. I think I ended up about 180 degrees before I actually fell off the bike. Yeah. But standing upright as well, twisted all the way around. Yeah, I've seen it. I looked mm. it up. Yeah. I, I it was, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, we're doing, um, we're doing some decent times around there now. There's a little bit of time to gain, but that's probably due to fresh tires, race fuel, um, and obviously being with the faster riders pulling me along. Because on a track day, it's very hard when you've got a few people that aren't as quick. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just getting away sometimes. But, but yeah, I'm confident for the weekend. I feel like it'll be a good one. Um, yeah, just, just got to go out there and see what I can do. Put your head down and pin the gas and make it happen. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So are, are you, you know, with a fuel fuel load um, starting out on the race, as the race progresses, obviously you feel like you can do – are you consistent as far as lap times from the beginning of the race to the end of the race? Are you better towards the end of the race, tire management, all that good stuff? Sometimes it just really depends, like, heat. Heat, like, say, I could probably have a really fast lap at the start. Then as, as it's been so hot, the tyres are just wearing and your lap times just start to drop off. Or as I had a problem at Cadwell where I got arm pump, so I had really fast, I think I did my fastest time in the second lap of the race. Um, and then I just started dropping off because I just couldn't grip on. So I was struggling. But a lot of the time it's just consistent, probably within half a second a lap, each lap, every lap for a whole race maybe. Or sometimes you'll just do something completely different and you'll just go a second quicker or a second slower, whatever. You just never know what happens. And and that could all be down to just by changing your body position. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy when 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 people think about that. But yeah, your body position, the way you you know, you come off the brake onto the throttle, that it transition left to right, using your hips, man. There's so much going into racing a motorcycle proper fast. Uh yeah, a lot of people just don't understand it, um, but it's it's such a mega sport, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so Alton Park, man, I've never been, played it on the PlayStation. Um, as everybody knows, I already said Cowboy Park's my favorite, and I suck at it. It's it's horrible. I can't – I crash all the time, but, hey, you know, it, it is what it is. So uh, what's your favorite part of Alton Park? Um, so my favorite park – part of Alton Park uh, would probably be the corner shell oils. It's where the corner is actually really banked so you can break really late into it as as soon as you hit that camber it just takes all your speed away. So you can hit it really fast, you go a little bit wide and then you cut it back tight and you just open that power. But it like, it curves it's like a, um, like Daytona. Say when you're going around the long right hand end and it goes back to flat it's pretty much like that on the exit. And it's a really hard for the rear tire to get used to that as you're going slightly uphill as well. Yeah, um, it slides a lot, but that's probably my favorite corner on the track. And then it goes into a tight chicane, and the chicanes are just great. Good, good. Have so I know I know we touched on this when we talked, but uh, what's your plans on coming out here to Moto America, man? So we can see Jake Marshall here. Well, I'd be a dream. I would love to. Um, I'd love to fly out and do a round, probably on a 600 class. Um, or a twin class, whatever, close. I wouldn't go go for a 1,000 at all. I don't think I'll be ready for that yet. 
it's uh i've rode one and i kind of was a bit scared i'll tell you that yeah. to say the least um but yeah i would love to fly out and come race at one of the tracks because they just look so amazing out there in america and i just think it'd be a different breed and nice to ride with some different riders as well see how yeah. it gets on over there man it would be an honor to have you out here and, and I, I told you this before and, and your dad because I, I know he's listening man you guys are welcome to stay at my house free you fly in i'll come pick you up we'll go eat some proper mex well we'll eat some good mexican here anyway yeah. right but we, we do we actually we do we got we got there's a couple mexicans joint like tacos rojos and we have a couple taco trucks and mm. in, in front of a, uh like like the uh the mexican grocery store and man they are proper as you guys say right it's 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 really good yeah man we would love to see you out here in moto america i think it i think it'd be good for the sport for bsb and moto america to to collide right um yeah get some riders out here of course you know we've had Chaz davies out here but he didn't race in, in british superbike who have we had a british superbike rider out here before um not that i know of i can't yeah, i'm trying to right think now. neil hodgson yeah, Neil. Yeah, Neil Hodgkinson. Yeah. So we we did have him, and I'm I'm sure there, there there's several others, but I just can't think of them right now. But yeah, it's it's uh, man, I would we'd love to ha have you guys out here and uh, get it in, man. Proper racing, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, our racetracks, like I said, because I've been out there, it's it's uh, they're similar uh, in the way that they are. I've never ridden, obviously, a track in the UK. I've ridden several here in America, but the layouts, the width, and you know, how everything's pretty much set up is is it, it's pretty close. I don't see, you know, any of you guys having um, Dean Ellison. Yes, Julie, thank you, thank you, Dean Ellison. Yes, he did too. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, li listen, uh, off top, what'd you think about Scott Redden coming to BSB and winning the title, right? Mm. Was that not proper or what? Yeah, that was good, yeah. So I mean, ask, have you ever seen that photo of uh, Scott Redden with his head down on the Aprilia? I remember I've watched his whole career, but uh, not the particular photo you, you, you're talking yeah, about. You'll have to find that photo after that is a really cool photo where he's got his shoulder down and he's got his head on the floor on a big super bike. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, where he's yeah. dragging his helmet. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That is that is crazy. Yes. We could do a wild card for someone. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get together mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, because I know a lot of the Junior Cup guys out here and a lot of the families. And, yeah, man, we, listen, we can make it happen. I, I'm going to put my fillers out there. I'm going to talk to some people, Jake. I'm going to see what I can do to, to get you out here and, 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 and get you on a, a Twins Cup bike or even a 400, just something to, yeah, yeah ride an American track, man. And, and, Any and, bike, I'll be up for it. Yeah, see, see how it goes, man. You know what? I, I, I'll put in the work. And uh, I'll, I'll see yeah. what I can make happen. Also, I'll talk to uh, a good mate of mine, Dave Neal, which I, I know you heard of. He, he's a man. Big shout out to Dave Neal. Man, I love this guy. He is one of my great friends. What a proper bloke he is. Off track podcast. I, I'm going to talk to him and, and see maybe if we could uh, get you on his podcast too as well. Because um, he works obviously closely with all the BSB boys, right? Yeah. He was the press officer for OMG, right? Rich Energy for a couple years. And yeah, it's a proper guy. So, Ethan, big love, Jake. Yeah, big shout-out to Ethan, man. Appreciate you guys watching. 
I mean, dude, there, there, there's a lot of people. California Superbike School, UK, thank you so much. Brandon Woods, Kayla Walker Racing, Clint Walker, Julia Wright. I mean, there's so many people. Uh, Jules is actually watching. Jules, we're waiting on you to jump in and say hi, man. So when you get a chance, pop up on in here. Uh, man, Jonathan, he always, you know, supports, dude, my boss supports the podcast. Of course, Peter Marsh, proper guy. Um, yeah, there's so many people. Mark, Jane, uh, man, this is awesome, Jake. Like, you got so much love. There's so many people that love you, man, support you. It's, uh, bro, you're going to go to Alta Park. So, what's your expectations going in for, for this weekend? Well, Every round, no expectations. We just gotta see what happens because you never know what can br what the weekend brings. Um, Weather-wise, haven't really looked into it yet. There's no point looking into it yet. Um, if it's wet, I'm not bothered at all. I really do like the wet. I think at Brands Hatch earlier on this year, I started 40th and I finished 26th or 27th in the wet. So yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't affect me in any way, but dry. I'm not not too bothered. I'm just hoping for some great battles this weekend, and just hoping to push up into some big packs. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you will. So, uh, do do you prefer racing in the rain or the dry? I do prefer racing in the dry, just because. Um, yeah, I just like the grip, but in the wet. I do really like that as well, especially when you have the bike sliding all over the place, and it's just, oh, it's just amazing wow. having to outbreak people as well. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy to see the different caliber of riding in some people's riding when it turns wet. You don't understand how much it changes someone as a rider. Yeah, yeah, I I, I guarantee it, man. And a lot of people don't realize how much grip a rain tire has in the rain. Yeah. Right. I mean, you see the grooves, but man, them guys, they're, they're going proper fast. Yeah. They might be yeah. four seconds or whatever off the pace, but listen, they're, they're fast. Even on their rain tires, you couldn't get within probably 10 seconds a lap on slicks on a dry, but what you trying to catch these guys. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it amazes me when, when I see them. It's uh, and, and how fast they go in the rain, especially in real life. And that also brings me to another point, just, just like what you said. Listen, everybody, UK weather, you cannot predict it. I felt like after my fourth day there, everywhere I went, I needed a backpack with a rain jacket, a beanie hat, uh, a, a normal jacket, a pair of shorts, long socks, short socks, because the weather changes all the time. You yeah. wake up in the morning, it's, yeah, it's going to be 70 degrees. And then three hours later, it's, 50 something degrees it's pouring rain and it's proper cold and about 30 minutes later guess what the sun opens up and now it's nice and hot again you're taking off beanie hats and you know all that good stuff to go along with it it's uh it's a proper place man it's it's uh yeah. it's different yeah it, it really is so alton park man what's uh what's your favorite racetrack on the calendar just uh, let me ask you this not on the calendar in the world what's jake marsh's favorite racetrack in the world and what's your favorite racetrack you've been on so there's okay. two questions. So favorite racetrack I've been on is either Cadwell or it would have to be Andalusia in Spain. Oh, that nice. track is pretty, pretty good track. Um, but favorite track in the world would probably have to be Portimao. Um, that track just looks insane. Mint, don't it? Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. And, and for it to be a GP track as well, it's just... It's proper. It's awesome. Yeah. 
so uh, let me ask you this then. If if Jake Marsh can pick any motorcycle out of any championship, new or old, okay, I uh, mean 500 GP, uh, Barry Sheen's time, Valentina Rossi, whatever, what bike would you be and what team would you want to race for and who would be your, your teammate? So is this just out of every every bike ever? Yeah, proper, right? Whether it's uh, the new Aprilia MotoGP bike or whatever it is, who would Jake Marsh – who would be your dream teammate in your dream team in your dream organization to race for? Let me ask okay. you that. Um, Make it easier. Well, my favorite team would probably be – I actually quite like the rocket, the new rocket BMW that Leon Haslam rides at BSB. I, I like that. It's That's gorgeous. Just, yeah, yes. it's beautiful. Um, teammate would probably have to be, um, I'd probably say Alicia Spargro. Nice. I do like that guy. I like Alicia too. Um, and yeah, probably at like World Superbikes or something because I'm not really. As much as everyone loves MotoGP, I'm I'm not really a big fan of how crazy them bikes are. I quite like the standard a super bike. Yes, finally. Yes, me too, man. It's like, man, you, you look at a GP bike, you're looking at 50 billion switches and just it's like, this ain't even a bike. This is a, a computer, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so I'm with you, man. I, I like Alicia Sparger too. Uh, I always like the underdogs, right? Um, yeah, a lot of people give Alicia Sparger, oh, you've ridden 300 and something GPs, you only won two. But you know what? He won. Anyone too, right? And then on top of that, Jake, is you that that first race, did that raw emotion he had? You don't see that from all the top guys racing at all, right? You see, that's why I love Junior Cup class so much. Uh, whether it's BSB, you know, Moto America, them kids, man, when they win, oh, it's they're, they cry. It's such joy when they lose. They cry tears of pain, and and it's that raw emotion, right? When you see. You know, whatever. Let's say Joey Dunlop, right? He 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 won. Uh, everybody knows the goat, right? Joey Dunlop. Yeah. He'd be like, "Yeah, I think my team. I think this. I think that." He hated the camera. He wanted to be away from everybody. It wasn't, it wasn't his thing, right? Where you get these kids coming up that don't win a lot, man. And when they win, dude, it's just that. Oh, dude, that's what. Yes, this is what our sport. This is where we're lacking in our sport too. Some I see is is like. <sighs> People don't put enough emotion into it. Well, one thing that I heard being out there in the UK is that uh, everybody that I met, I always I told them what an honor it is to meet you because it's an honor. In this short lifetime, it's an honor to do what I do and reach out and have these conversations with you guys and be friends and mates and all this good stuff. But everybody told me the energy that I put out and I was a breath of fresh air. I heard that the whole entire almost two weeks I was there. Um, that's what everybody told me. It was just, it was, it, 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 yeah, just blew my mind, right? Um, it, it was awesome, Jake. I can't listen. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, me, me and Jules had, had a conversation last night. We, we did a little uh podcast talking about, you know, my BSB and his Moto America because he just got back from Coda from mm. the Moto America round. Um, and actually, listen, Jules just chimed in. So, are you ready for your nickname, Jake? Yep. This 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 is this is your pin to gas, proper. He said, "Matey Simcoe." 
<laughs> All right, Jake. That was Jules. All right. This is your proper nickname. I'm going to put it up here on the screen. You are 45 Colt. Jake 45 Colt Marsh. That is your okay. nickname. 45 Colt. Uh, Jules gives everybody the nicknames. I think it's great. You know, like it or leave it, whatever. That That's yeah. totally up to you. Um, proper job, Jules. Appreciate it. Wish you was on here. We're missing your face. If you could pop on for a few minutes, step in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he gives everybody uh, like everybody's got a nickname. I think there's only been one or two people he hadn't given a nickname to. One was Boris Mahalovic. You ever heard of Moto PG podcast? They're out uh, of Australia. No, I don't think I've heard that one. Oh man, they're great, dude. Um, so it's him, Tugs, and Fredo. It's called Moto PG, and uh, man, they're proper. They're 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 hilarious. You just when we get off here. Just go give them a listen. They're different, I'll tell you that, but but they're awesome. Um, yeah, cool. Ju Julie said, cool, I like it. That's awesome. So, yeah, so what's after Alton Park? So, after Alton Park, we have, is it two rounds left, I think? Yeah, we have two rounds left. We have Donington Park, and yeah, then we Donington. have Brands Hatch GP Brands. for the f finale. Uh, That's going to be a really good one, hopefully. Uh, that's actually where I did my wild card last year in my first ever BSB race. So, Brands Hatch, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool track. So, yeah, I love it. Oh no, I, I take it back. Northeast, you're right. Boris's was the man god. That's right. That's mm. right. I try to keep up, dude. We've had so many, you know, guests and different nicknames. Jules, Jules actually quizzed me one time. On like 12 of them, I got like eight or nine of them correct, I think. The other ones also, I had to think. I'm like, oh, man, you put me on the spot. Like, <laughs> I should have done my homework, but I didn't know he was going to ask me those questions, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. awesome. It's good to have a it's good to have a partner that 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 you share the same passion and love, love with. Uh, Jules is fairly new to the sport. He's been in for about four years now. He's got a GSX-R 750 that he rides on the street. He actually went down to Florida for the FSL Mini. Big shout-out to Michael again and actually got on a 125 and uh, crashed. And, uh, man, Jules, I, I know you're listening – they called him uh, – what was the nickname? They called you Jules uh, something clutch because he, he broke like three or four clutches that one oh. day <laughs> from crashing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to go down there. So me and Jules actually got, got a deal. So uh, I, I'm, we've, we've had some of the junior cup riders. So my man Cameron come on there, and we had a bet with him and uh, – uh jamie and if he beat jamie in a race he didn't have to shave his head but if he lost he'd have to sh shave his head jake so we're waiting on the end of the year where we're gonna get him back on the podcast and jamie's gonna gonna shave his head because he, oh, he he lost a bet right so i got a bet uh, with northeast jules so when i go down there and we get on the little 125s i told him, i said dude i got you jules i'm gonna beat you right whoever loses gotta get a mullet so Somebody's gonna get a mullet haircut out of this situation. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. But man, I like to do stuff like that because it makes it fun. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good time, man. So uh, again, Jake, away from from motorcycle races, you got any good mates you go hang out with or anything like that? Or you just uh, basically yeah. yeah, I've got I've got a lot of good friends. Um, yeah, I've got a few little groups here and there that I go out with. I mean, I started driving recently uh, this year, so. I, my whole life before driving really I've not been I've never really been out and seen my friends because I live quite far from everyone I live in the middle of nowhere really um 
so yeah, now I've finally started driving. I I go out, see my friends. We just go for drives. Like I've been up to places like Newcastle to see friends from racing because nice. that's the thing with racing bikes and all your friends there. Everyone lives so far away. Um, so I basically just drive. If I want to go see one of my racing friends, I'll go there. Maybe take a bike with me. We'll go ride something. We go do go-karting or anything we just do whatever we like racing really really yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so away from motorcycle racing jake would you you like soccer um i'm not really a football fan yeah nothing really at all um i mean i will watch like the world cup for example because it's for the country isn't it but um yeah i'm not really into anything but bikes yeah, I hear you. Me, me too. I get asked that question. The only other sport I do really watch is soccer, football, right? Yeah. Um, our, our American football um, is uh, handball, really. Joe White, Jake Marsh's go shagger. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there a story behind that, Jake? Uh, no, it's just. I think it's just like a UK saying. Oh, okay, I got you. That's awesome. What's going Joe- on, Joe? Joe is someone I used to race with uh, back when I first started on the 300s as well. Great guy. Great Proper. guy, Joe. Yeah, good, good, good. Man, that's awesome, man. So how how far do you live from Cadwell Park? Uh, I think I live about just under two hours or about two hours away. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I really travel as long as I can to any track, really. Just as long as I'm riding a bike, I'll be that's happy. It. I'll, I'll be it's happy to get the car. That's absolutely it is. So, uh, as far as the Isle of Man TT, would you ever properly give it a try? I think in the future? I would. Yeah, in future, in years to come, I probably would debate doing it. Obviously, it's so dangerous it and is. everything, but it does look amazing. Like, I played the TT game, and it's I can't play it. I'm I'm so too bad at it. It's too tight, and you know, just then it's. Being so close to the curbs, uh, walls, houses, everything, it's just its insane. And especially the mountain section, you can crash and you can just fall off the side of a mountain. Yeah. Um, it is crazy, but it does look good fun. Like, I would like to try probably a smaller road race um, probably soon. Um, yeah, just to see what it's like and the feel of it, how bumpy it is, how tight it is, the blind corners, everything. Who's a... Who's your favorite TT rider? Um, probably Peter Hickman. I'd say Peter Hickman is is a guy. Ah, man, I love Peter Hickman. Uh, uh, he's yeah, he's absolutely uh, one of my favorites. Uh, of course, Joey Dunlop, right? How, how can you not love Joey? Um, and I always like Guy Martin. Yeah, Guy was proper man. But you know, every time you listen to Guy talk, you have no effing idea what he's even saying i mean it's just he's got his own language right it's it's <laughs> i love to hear him talk like i got all his audiobooks i listen to his audiobooks and uh yeah he's it's not him talking that's why we can understand it but listening yeah. to him talk is just something mental right it's it's uh yeah, yeah he's always a bit he's a bit crazy he is but he is but he is a proper guy we did meet him before but but when we met him, it was a bit funny. He'd, he'd literally just been chucked out the side of a sidecar at Cadwell. And uh, he kind of come off the track and he was a bit all over the place. And we were trying to talk to him. He kind of just ran away. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I heard that about him because when I was there, I wanted to go to his uh, his bar. He's got man, what's the name mm. of that thing? I forget the name of his bar. Um, him and his sister have um, shit, what's it called? Anyway, I wanted to go by there, but it was like a an hour or something away. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, and then I did go see. I did meet Peter Hickman on a Wednesday night. I went down there to his shop. Funny story about that. So I, I fly in on Tuesday. I wake up Wednesday. I call HRC because they're like 11 minutes away from my hotel. Peter Hickman's like nine minutes away. HRC said, nope, if you're not doing business, we don't let no public in. So um, I said, okay. So, I, you know, thank you. I call up Peter Hickman and, uh, well, his race team. I was like, hey, you know, I'm Simcoe from America. Just got here. A huge fan. Want to come down there and buy a hat and a t-shirt. They're like, yeah, man, come on down, blah, blah, blah. So I pull up in the parking lot, and this guy runs out the building, comes out there and meets me, Jake. And wow. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is, oh, well, what's going on, bud? He's like, you must be the American. I'm like, yeah, I'm Simcoe. What an honor it is to meet you, blah, blah. He didn't tell me Peter Hickman was standing right inside the door, bro. So <laughs> literally, when I go in, I cut to the right. I was just, bro, I about hit the floor. Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm, Standing in front of the God Himself, Peter Higgins, yeah. bro. Are you this is like I could just die right now and I'd be just I'd be happy. I'd, I'd be happy. I have a heart attack right now. I'm good, right? Um man, what an honor it was to meet Peter Higgman at his place of business. And man, we had such a great chat. He signed one of my Penny Gas podcast t-shirts and we got news on that uh, later on, but uh, man, it was, he invited me back to a cookout because he was having a bike night and went up, met his dad and met two good buddies, Paul and uh, uh, Malcolm. Such proper blokes, man. They, I didn't need to take a cab nowhere. They always came and picked me up, showed me around, took me everywhere. It was, uh, man, what, what a dream it was coming out there. It was, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't speak highly enough. And every time I think about it, man, it's like all these emotions keep playing back right in my head. Oh yeah, man. I forgot about that. And, oh yeah. I did this. And yeah. Like, like, like the super bike pit walk for me, that, that was probably the highlight. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that meeting everybody was the highlight. Yeah. Right. Um, and th that's why I asked you, Jake, if I physically met you, man, cause I met so many people. I try to physically walk around and just meet every racer I could meet. I don't care if you was five years old. I wanted to meet everybody. Right. But man, I met so many people I couldn't. And I took so many pictures. I just, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. That's why I asked you that question. Um, but next time when I come back, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to meet your dad actually invited me to, to, to come to the house and, yeah, hang out and all that good stuff, man. So yeah, we'll sure. have a good time. Yeah, for sure. I bring my wife and my son. My son's name Hayden Rossi. I already told you after Rossi yep. and, and uh, Nikki. So he's he's uh, he's wide open like his daddy. So he's ding, 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 ding. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to throw a little helmet on him and, and cut him loose, right? Um, yeah. Man, yeah, dude. <clears throat> Jake is awesome. And real quick, funny story on this hat. Um my man, um, Stephen Davey, he is from Ireland. Uh, I see him riding his mountain bike through the pits. And I was like, hey, where'd you get that? This is the hat. He actually gave me this hat. So I was like, where'd you get the Chrissy Rouse hat? He's, he said he ordered it, got it in the mail, whatever. So I turn around to walk away. He comes back up to me. He gives me his hat. So I give my pen to gas podcast hat. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, did this really just happen? Like, like I said, Jake, everybody that I met was just it's such an honor. Everybody was just so cool, man. Um, so big shout out to Stephen Davey, man. Thank you so much for the hat. I hope you enjoyed your pending podcast hat and you know, following all that good stuff, man. He's a he's a proper guy, man. And uh 
hopefully, uh, man, I'll be able to run into him uh, again one day. I'm definitely going to hit him up when I come back out there and say, hey, I'll be at Codwell Park. And, uh, yeah, let's meet. Um, and we had talked about this earlier, man. It's hard for me to go to yeah. any other any other racetrack but Cadwell Park, man. I mean, it's done ruined it for me, man. It really has. Like, I, I can see myself going to uh, Brands Hatch because um, we stopped by there on, on my way out, which was really mm. cool. Um, and Donington, right? Because that's, let's just be honest, Donington's one of the pinnacles of, of the UK tracks, man. Yeah. Um, famous, super famous track. MotoGP used to go there. What a flowing section of it, especially the first part of it. When you're coming downhill, the left and the right, and then left again and the straight. And yeah, dude, it's, it's, it, it, that has a section on it that kind of reminds me of Magello. Yeah. Right. It's very Magello esque, uh, that track is. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a proper track, man. Absolutely. It, it's pretty good. It's, it's just really flowy. Um, yeah. It, Donington's one of the coolest tracks, especially especially how much it tightens up when you get to the GP section. Where you've just got a nice tight chicane, little straight onto a tight hairpin. You flat out out of there into another hairpin onto the straight. And the hairpin actually has a little dip in it because um, it drops down to a lower level. It's pretty cool. I, I couldn't imagine. Like I said, I play on my PlayStation, but riding it in real life would be... You know, so uh, let, let me ask you this, Jake. Right, playing... Playing the PlayStation games or the tracks that you actually raced on, what um, what's the realistic levels of it? Is is it pretty accurate as far as the layout of the track, the bumps, and all that, or is or is it like you know this is not even kind of close? Um, well, I actually find that they are really really close. They are pretty close. It's not exact points, but but yeah, um, like I. I can use the same braking markers in the game. I can use the same nice. turn points and stuff like that. It is, it is really close. Um, and yeah, what California Superbike School said there, that that would that, be awesome to get you over on the school. Yeah, listen, Jane, I, thank you so much. Again, uh, proper, right? Everybody's nothing but love. And absolutely, I'll shoot you an email. And yeah, we'll make it happen. And thank you so much. It would be an absolute honor to, to come out there and, and hang out with everybody. And um, what really does it for, for me too, Jake is, is like when I, when I, when I have people on my podcast and I meet them in real life, it's like, mm. man, that's like one of the, to me, that's one of the greatest feelings ever. Cause it's like, bro, what is up my man? You know, it's just big old hugs and laughs and giggles and man, the energy is just, Oh man, I can't wait, dude. Yes. Jake, cause we will meet and your dad, yep. everybody. And, Superbike out there, Superbike School. Yes, thank you guys so much. It's going to be Jane. Thank you. I, I can't. I, I, dude, sometimes I get emotional, man, for real. I don't I don't show it on camera, but there's times I get off camera and just all the love and joy people give me all the time. It's it's a lot to take, Jake. It really is sometimes, yeah. you know, because honestly, when when I was the first guest on Pin the Gas podcast, I tell everybody, you know, the whole story. Uh, but before I have them come on here and – you know, going from thinking back to watching the first episode that I was on to where we are now and all the love and feedback and just, I just, listen, it's just been such a dream. It's just like you, Jake Rodden, right? Dream to be in BSB and then look where you are, right? So you show up, you leathers, I'm a BSB rider. And yeah, yeah, bro, it's, man, what a feeling, dude, for real. Absolutely. That's the best bro. feeling is like at BSB, the best feeling is probably when you're sat on that grid. And you've just got all them fans stood around you, watching you, and you just look. 
you just look around and you look at that start finish straight and you're like it's time like this is my time and you just you're there you're you're top level country you're on tv you're you're just like what what is better than that nothing. what is better than that absolutely nothing, nothing. jake absolutely nothing nothing in the world i couldn't I, man, I couldn't imagine, man. And you know, we did. I have the same feeling doing what I'm doing right now with you, doing what yeah. I do with anybody I have on the podcast, and you know, going out there to e even Moto America, you know, uh, meeting all them guys and getting them all. Man, it's the same thing. It's it's uh, there, there's nothing better in the world than that, you know. And and the support system I have here is is, is just like what you have with your mom and dad and and everybody that 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 loves you wholeheartedly, right? Um, yeah. Because there, there, there's different levels of friendship. I see you, you got friends that just want to be your friends because of who you are, but then you got friends that love you through your flaws and your strengths, and they stick by you in whatever choices you make 100%, right? Those are your yeah. true friends. Those are the ones that they give you 110%. You feel that that emotion and that love all the time, right? And, and they'll tell you shit you don't want to hear, but you need to hear it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that I have a small inner circle, right? Um but man, I mean, I see my inner circle actually growing daily by the minute because it's it's man, it's it's been proper. It, it really has. Um, man, listen, Jake, we we've been on this for an hour and twenty minutes almost. It only seems realistically like thirty minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, it goes by so quick, but no worries because we're definitely going to have you back on at the end of the year. I, I know you guys' season's almost over, so I'll get you back on probably early de early December, uh, maybe late November after Thanksgiving sometime, and we can get back on here and talk about your future plan. If you want to go ahead and, and let everybody know if, if what you got plans for, for next year, you want to save it for later? Or... Um, well, I'll leave minute, that up to you. Yeah, at the minute, plans are all up in the air. And... Okay. And that, so we don't, we're not too short at the minute, but just depending on funding and sponsorship and whatever comes, uh, just how hard we want to work and where we want to be, it's just all depending on what happens next year. Everybody just needs to know one thing Jake Marsh will be racing, yeah. absolutely will be racing. So, no worries, he'll be there. And, uh, yeah, we will eventually soon this year. Hopefully this weekend we get to see that W, right? Yeah. Yes, that's what we want to see. Is Jake stand up on that top step of the podium, baby? Yes, let's go. Yes, I'm for you. As you, you already know, I'm a big supporter, man. I absolutely big supporter. Um, I, we're actually going to end the podcast here soon. I got to go back to work. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna have you back on. But before we get off here, I'm gonna give a shout out to everybody that watched the video today, that commented. I mean, all you guys, Jane, California Superbike School, Cameron Hall, Nikki Williams, my man, Jonathan, Julie, Steven. I mean, uh, dude, Clint, Keo, Brandon, everybody, Jamie, Jay Dexter. What's up, Jay? Jamie Hollins, my man. Um, dude, your dad, Peter. Listen, I'm so excited about that. I, I don't want to give it away. I just yeah. wait to see it. It's gonna when he sent me that picture this morning and I woke up, dude. I immediately sat out of bed and was like, What? <laughs> that like that Peter, you made the rest of my year 110% hands down, bottom of my heart. I love you to death. It was bro. I, I showed my wife, and my wife was like, well, get out of here. Yes, 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 yes. It's it's gonna be proper. But listen, thank you, everybody that watches. Uh big shout out to uh, my man, Robert Lackey, here in America, Bison Leathers. Uh, 
Thank you for sending me my my Bison shirt, my Moto America Bison shirt, which I'm going to wear proudly. I can't wait. And Aliki, Aliki, she is the CEO of VNM Sports under suits. Uh, Jake, I actually need to get you in touch with her. This is actually yeah. Twins Fogger um, base layer that, that that she custom makes for him, and she signed it to me to hang up on my on my wall. And like I said, Jake, same thing. Um, send me a poster, shirt, or or, or whatever it is. Sign it, and I'm gonna yeah. take this background down and and honor all you guys for sure. It's a uh, man. It, it it's it's been an honor. It, it really has. Um, big shout out to uh, Lizzie Whitmore too. Her and her dad Steve, man, I, I love both mm-hmm. of them. I can't wait to get her and Jody on the podcast together, which is going to be. Uh, you, you know what, Jake? Let's do this, man. Your teammate, you you you, you got a proper teammate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Jack Cash, yeah. Listen, what? Well, why not at the end of the year? Let's get both of you guys on together. Yeah, we can do that. We can yeah. Yeah, let's make that happen because then I get the, the energy of both you guys and the teammates. Yeah, it's, it, it brings yeah. a different dynamic. Yeah, let, let's do it 100%. We'll set that up. Um, but listen, thank you guys. You guys already know where you can find me. I'm Chris Shosimko, the host, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, Spotify, I Heart, which this will be out tomorrow on Spotify, I Heart Radio, and everywhere you can catch it. But it's not about me. Again, my man, Jake, take it away. Where can people follow you, like you, subscribe you, and find you? Okay, so um, pretty much if you just search Jake Marsh on a lot of platforms, um, yeah, I'll, I'll most likely come up. My name's either JakeM underscore 45 or Jake Marsh underscore 45, one of the two. Uh, yeah, good ones to follow me on, probably Instagram and, and uh, TikTok. If you want to follow me on Facebook, just search my name, and I just post it on my normal account uh because i prefer that um am i okay to say a few thanks to some sponsors as well jake okay? the floor is all yours baby take it away okay so first of all i want to say a massive thank you to rng for supporting me and the team this year with all the crash protection and another big thank you to martin from the clothing kings for sorting clothing out for us all the time and doing it straight away Helmet City, another great one for supporting me with my helmets this year. That has been a massive help. Um, and I can't wait to show you the next design that's coming out very soon. Uh, we've got RBS Gear, great leathers. Silkaline, giving us all the great oil. Ultimate Hearing for protecting our ears. Toolbox Cleaning for the best cleaning around for toolboxes and anything. Car, air fresheners, the lot. They do the lot. Deep, DP Brakes for the best brake pads around. Um, UK Race Sports, Simon, I want to say thank you for all the help building the bike. And the Superbike School, of course, for constantly helping me improve in my riding. And another thanks to Dave Croft, my suspension guy, for making me get to where I am with the best suspension help. And another thanks to Jim Holt, who also helped me build my bikes in a very short time. Uh, before the start of the season, and a future sponsor, Calvin Kalis, who's going to be working on some pretty cool designs for our gear. Another thanks to Club 45 once again. All you guys, uh, a massive help with your small donations. It's It helps a lot. So, uh, Jake, on top of that, how can people donate to Club 45? Wh- wh- where do they go to, to donate? So if you want to be a part of Club 45, just send either me or my dad, Peter Marshall, a message on Facebook or Instagram, whatever, and we can give you the details for that. And, yeah, 
like an interview into we do giveaways for tickets and we give away the hats of course posters stickers we give everything out everything you want um yeah do little giveaways all the time so yeah yeah yeah. so listen everybody i don't know why you're still sitting around you guys need to be p.m peeing them right now get up on this club 45 and make it happen every donation helps man and 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 let's make it happen jake dude i listen what an honor it was to have you and it is to have you as part of the pendagast family man yes thank you so much i can't wait to have you back on i'm so looking forward to it um yeah again thank you is there anything else you'd like to say oh yeah one more thanks to my granddad or as we say gt for always being there and taking us to every track and yeah just just there he does all the cooking the cleaning he and he's just he's just such a friendly man and everyone knows him in the paddock he's yeah well good i can't wait to meet you gt and take some of that good cooking you do yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. i'm in for uh uh, can you make a proper fish and chips and some mushy peas uh i mean that might be a struggle but he does make a good uh (laughs) Bacon and sausage sandwich in the morning. Uh, man, that sounds good too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bacon and sausage. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. So, yeah, Jake, uh, I'm, I'll end the podcast here in a second. J- just stay on for, for a few more minutes. But listen, yeah. again, everybody, Nikki Williams, dude, just everybody, thank you guys so much for all the love and support on the podcast. I, I just I just can't tell you how much it means to to me and Jules. It's, it's, what an honor it is. And to be able to, to share this with everybody, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But anyway, until next time. We will see you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining. And you guys know where to find us, Instagram, Spotify, iHeart, all that good stuff. But anyway, I hope you guys, day is mega just like all of you. And uh, we'll see you again.